0: Welcome to First Bite, our Detroit Lions preview podcast for the upcoming Detroit Lions game. It is Week Eight, which means it is Monday Night Football at Ford Field, and the Las Vegas Raiders are in town. Almost Los Angeles, which is even further back than 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 Oakland and whatever. But but, anyways, my name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit. You can find me at Detroit Online on Twitter. With me, as always, co-hosting our First Bite Preview podcast is Senior Editor of pride of Detroit at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. Ryan Matthews is here. Ryan, how are we doing, buddy? Doing well. Uh, You know,
1: the, the, the the one extra day always just throws everything off a little bit, right? Like Thursday, Thursdays feel like you're just like sweating bullets and you're like in a rush to get stuff done. (laughs) Um, Monday, it just sneaks up on you. You know what I mean? We're like, Oh, it's a normal week. It's a normal week. No, it's Monday. You got an extra day.
0: It's, it's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. It's, we're trying to get into routine here. We got Thursday games. We got Monday games. We're going to have a Saturday game at some point. It's it's the price you pay for being a good football team, um, I guess, which is, you know, probably worth it. Um, I was going to say, speaking of good football teams, but I'm not sure that's the case <laughs> here. We'll, we'll get into it. But uh, as always, we like to bring in a guest from the opposite side, uh, covering the opposite team. This week is no exception. Uh, our guest today is the producer at Silver and Black Pride, of course, the SB Nation site for the Las Vegas Raiders. Bill Williamson is here. Bill, nice to see you again. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if they're a good team, but they're a team that plays primetime a lot this year. This will be uh, their third game on primetime already. Um, they have six standalone games. Um, so, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm with you. The routine gets a little wacky.
0: Yeah. Um, whether or not. The, the national audience is going to have to deal with the Las Vegas Raiders this year, which they already have uh, a fair amount, but, uh, but let's get into it. Let's uh, we like to start at the top talking about the opponent's offense going against the lions defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that means that we have to start the conversation with Jimmy Garoppolo um, certainly seems like he's trending towards playing after missing last week. Um, I guess my question, my first question to you is is that a good thing for Raiders fans that the Jimmy Garoppolo is playing?
2: Well, at this point today with the three quarterbacks, you know, on the roster, yeah, it's it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a great thing, but it's the best (laughs) thing that they got. And, um, you know, this is a guy who signed with the Raiders, kind of the the best option if you didn't want to get really creative or spend a lot of money. Um, He's a guy that was in, you know, in McDaniel's system in New England several years ago. He has won a lot. They thought, okay, he can be very – he can manage the offense. He knows the McDaniel system. My thought on the whole thing was he's probably not as good as Derek Carr, but the coach is comfortable with him, so they, maybe it's a better outcome than last year. And so far it hasn't been. And, you know, one of the problems with Jimmy is, of course, is he's injury-prone. He's only, only played one full season and through seven games this year – He's only played four and a half games and he's been he's missed games with two different injuries. And so that's kind of the worry, and that and that's and that's showing up. But what's also showing up is that he's it's just not been very efficient in the offense. He's thrown eight interceptions with tied for the weed league with Jalen Hurts. And I just said he's missed two and a half games.
0: Yeah.
2: Eight interceptions in four and a half games so yeah that's been unlike him so yeah it's it's not really working out so well but of the three quarterbacks on the roster he's the best option for this game
1: is is there any kind of like clamoring bill from Raiders fans to maybe see yeah yeah to to, to specifically to see any of the guys behind him I know that they got a little bit Aiden O'Connell at one point and now you know Brian Hoyer there too and you talk about Patriot ties it's another guy right but like do they, do they already feel so frustrated to this point where, like, we don't want to see Jimmy Garoppolo back? Like, we, we want to see where this franchise kind of goes forward, but that's kind of tied to Josh McDaniels, too, at the same time, right?
2: Yeah, it's a weird situation. There was certainly clamoring for Aiden O'Connor early. He had a great preseason. He probably was the preseason MVP of the NFL, you know? <laughs> um, and I think fans of all teams always – very romance when you draft a quarterback, right? No matter what round. And fourth round, you get a little, you know. Oh, hey, maybe he becomes something. Maybe he's, you know, a, a, a gem. A, you know, a diamond in the rough. So, but now they've seen him a little bit. I think there's still some excitement, but you know, the kid has thrown three interceptions and lost a fumble in like a game in five minutes. You know, so. But you know, I think there there may be some more clamoring if Jimmy screws it up next few weeks, and then they'll get excited about O'Connell again. I think there's some potential for O'Connell, but there's you know, I, I think his shine is a little off after all those uh, turnovers. And there's zero clamoring for Ohio, Hoyer. That's <laughs> that. That's you know that that ship is sailed. You know, if if he starts. If he starts again this year with Jimmy out, I don't. know. The fans are gonna, you know, revolt even more than they always already I, did. I, I,
1: I think that's what happens when when last week to the Bears happens.
2: Right, right. Yeah. This guy has lost 13 straight starts dating back to 2016. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Well, he, there you go.
1: He, he is who he is. Proof right. is in the pudding. Yep. Right.
0: Well, let's get into what exactly is is going wrong with. The, the offense particularly let's start with the pass offense because there there's some problems on the other uh, aspect of their offense as well but i mean from the outside in you, you look at jimmy garoppolo he's in a system he's comfortable with you you look at the, the receiving core you got Devonte adams you got jacoby myers got hunter renfro who apparently is is maybe on his way out uh right. they just stopped using him and and you know have an offensive line that can pass protect including one of the best tackles in the league right now so why isn't it all working together what what's what's happening that that's causing them yeah, it's, to it's be one of the lowest question. scoring
2: offense in the league? It's a good question. Last year, they were kind of wonky on offense, but they also had some big games mm-hmm. and through seven games last year, they were averaging 23.2, I think. Mm-hmm. And right now it's 16. Yeah, This offense, the Raiders just became the last team in the NFL in week six to hit the 20 point mark. And that only happened because they got a safety at the end of the game. Now that's That ended a. The Patriots weren't going anywhere, but it was, you know, a game-saving safety. So it was significant, but that's the only – this offense has scored 19 points. That's its total this year high. And uh, averaging 16 points, I mean, they're averaging a touchdown less than they were at this point. That's significant. Um, I think a lot of it you can blame a lot of people, and I think the first one you look at is the head coach. Hmm. This is his offense. He, this is why he's here. He was the guru, right? And it's just not working. And like I said, it was a little wonky last year, but it's way wonky this year. Um, there's more turnovers, the red zone problems persist. Red zone issues have been an issue in Oakland um for years, you know, before John Gruden and he didn't fix it. And the, you know, the the smoking gun, the, the common denominator was Derek Carr, right? Right. And he certainly played a role in it, but it's still an issue. And Jimmy is pretty good in the red zone in San Francisco. So yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of they're very puzzled. I think what's going on inside the building. Um, and this has not this has been a seven game thing. And again, they've been without their starting quarterback for two and a half games. That's a lot of pressure. But it's been the same. It's been the same look every who no matter who the quarterback was maybe jimmy bails them out more than the other guys have jimmy has made some plays this year um you know particularly in wins against um you know the broncos late the packers late he's made some plays um but still it's just it there's something off um like you said they have i think you know if you want to say he's the best receiver in football I'm not going to argue if you want to say he's the third best receiver in football. The guy's elite, yeah. you know, Devonte Adams is an elite player. Um, but if you look at his stats, he's had one monster game. And that was Pittsburgh week three. And like the two previous games before Chicago, I think he had a total of seven catches <laughs> and, you know, not a whole lot of yards and he opened his mouth and he's very interesting. When he complains, he's just talking matter-of-factly. It's not that classic receiver diva right. thing. He's just being very matter-of-fact and making a lot of sense about it and and not making it about him, making it about we, we want to win and I'm the best way to do it. And, again, he does it very maturely. So he got targeted seven times by Brian, Hur- Brian Hoyer in the first quarter. And then he doesn't get targeted to like mid third, you know, and, and he's, he's feeding Myers. So maybe that was just a Hoyer thing walking into the first option. I don't know, but yeah, there's this all kinds of issues. And again, it goes back to the head coach. He's got to figure this out. This is supposed to be, this is why he's in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, another key to the success last year, at least on offense for the Raiders was, uh, was Josh Jacobs. And, and, you know, he's having a start to the season that, frankly, just isn't nearly as impressive as, as 2022, right? Like, I mean, yards per attempt is down, uh, yards after contact per attempt, those are down.
2: Explosive um, runs, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything. Is that a symptom bill of just a slow start for Jacobs who had the holdout and everything, or is it the offensive line or is it a combination of the two?
2: I think, yeah, I think it's combination. I think it's the presence of, of, of Jimmy, not being able to throw down field. Mm. Um, I think there was a lot there. I throw the coach in there. Uh, You know, Josh Jacobs missed all of training camp. And, you know, I saw a thing today, Joey Bozo, excuse me, Nick Bozo was saying, hey, you know, he only has two and a half sacks. And he's saying, yeah, being out of training camp kind of affected me a little bit. And Josh Jacobs really hasn't said that much. He said he was rusty early. But maybe that has played a role. Um, They're not blocking as well against the run as they did last year. But yeah, I mean this team won games last year because they were running the ball. And that really helped out the passing game. And it's just not there. I know, you know, Nick uh Nick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, said yesterday that he thinks he's he's close. The the running game's close. I know Dan Campbell said that this week. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, there's been some runs here and there that we but I mean overall we're mid season and and it's just not happening, you know, consistently and the, and the lions stopped the run well. So it's going to be another challenge this week. It's
0: So you, you mentioned that, that they can't, or Jimmy hasn't been pushing the ball downfield. Obviously he doesn't have as strong of arm as as some NFL quarterback, something he occasionally does, but is that, is that how defenses are responding that they're not taking the deep threat seriously? So they're loading the box to stop the run. Is that, yeah, very yeah, much
2: loading so the block box. I think defensive coordinators look at this offense right now and see it very predictable mm. and, and 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 very beatable. And it's not they're not doing themselves any favors. And then when they go out in the field, they they don't ex- execute very well either. Um, and, and they lead the league in turnovers. So there's a lot going wrong here. And you look at the talent on this team, and you got you know, you got high quality players and uh, you know, at some spots. Right. Um, so yeah, it it it's very frustrating, I think, inside that building. Well, you you mentioned they've
0: got talent across the board in in a lot of spots. Um, one of those new talents is Michael Myers, uh, Michael Mayer, I should say. Um, kind of I, I think Lions fans are at least mildly interested in his career, obviously, because the Lions also drafted a tight end. So yeah, how's the the first seven weeks of his career been so far with Las Vegas?
2: It's been interesting. It's been slow. Um, weeks five and six, he caught a combined seven passes, showed that you know, that yak that he was known for at Notre Dame. Um that I think that's what really made him a top NFL prospect because he looked like he could adjust to this game. Um last week he kind of only had two catches for a few yards, but Um, you know, the whole offense was off that game. So I'm not going to say the kid took a step back. So I think there is some things to be excited about. And I think, you know, Jimmy will certainly try to get him going. Um, You know, if you look at tight ends over the last 20 years or so, a lot of the great ones didn't do much as, as rookies and it takes a while. And it's a really hard position to get going. So I think there's some promise there. Is there Is there a promise for him to be a game-breaker every game this year? I'm not sure, but I think he's the type of guy in year two and three we'll see take strides. And, you know, overall, they're not using the tight end as much as they did last year. Um, Him and Austin Hooper, the free agent, you know, they, they they completely cashed in their tight ends. They traded Waller. They let Moreau go as free agents. And those guys had a much bigger role last year than these guys are so far. And that's another issue with the offense. You know, I, I think what it's very interesting, I you know, Laporta Mayer picked back-to-back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wonder if the Raiders wanted LaP- – because they traded up there at 38 – and they traded up to 35 with the Colts after Reporter went 34. So maybe those two guys were their guys. Yeah. And they had, and they say, oh, we got to get the next one. So it's, it's an, you know, an interesting matchup. And I, I wrote about it this week.
1: So, so Bill, I mean, I, I guess kind of thinking about, um, you know, just <clears throat> that uh, the Raiders offense and, and where it's at right now. Um, Knowing what you know about the Lions defense, you mentioned their, their run game is, uh, their run defense is is particularly strong. Is there anything that the Lions, I mean, in, you know, last week against the Ravens, it was, you know, the Ravens could score and they could move the ball in any right. way they wanted. Um, do you think that there's anything that maybe Josh McDaniels or the Raiders can kind of cook up that might be concerning for the Lions defense this week?
2: Yeah, I think if you, if, if Jimmy's feeling good and he's in a rhythm with, with you know, b- both his receivers and. Um, You know, if they're cooking, but they haven't cooked yet this year, you know, and maybe that's maybe that's, you know, all NFL teams have a couple good games. Right. I mean, the Bears came together last week against the Raiders. So maybe this is the Raiders week where they did. It it comes together. But I think it's going to be challenging for them because I think the the Lions do a lot of things on offense that uh, excuse me on defense that the Raiders have been struggling against, you know, stopping the run and and You know they're facing a really good um, pass rush, and I I feel like this is the game that's going to be really challenging for the Raiders. But if they do things that they haven't done—that's take care of the ball, feed both of the receivers during this at the same time. You know, get the tight ends the ball, run the ball. Yeah, sure, it could happen, but it just hasn't. And I think the Lions are pretty equipped to to handle it
0: all right we are going to take a break there uh when we come back with bill here we are going to talk about the lions offense going against the raiders defense which is also a pretty interesting matchup so stick around here on first bite we'll be right back And we are back here on First Bite with Bill Williamson talking Lions, Raiders week eight preview, Monday night football. Uh we talked about the Raiders offense and some of the struggles they have on that side of the ball. The defense, I, I guess maybe a little bit better, but let's let's get into that. And uh I think we gotta again start with kind of like the main billing here, and it's Max Crosby, um, one of the the best pass rushers in the league. Going up, uh, I imagine mostly against Panay Sewell, one of the best right tackles in the league. Um, so first bill, uh is is that what you expect to see on monday night those two going up against each other or do the, do the raiders like to move max around a lot so that he's not just over the right tackle all game
2: yeah i mean they'll they'll move him around some i think that's it's probably going to be that the, the primary matchup with those two guys he doesn't have a lot of help you know he has mm-hmm. the most per, highest percentage of uh of pressures in the league um of of his team you know yeah. and i think it's close to 40% um they, you know, they try to help him. You know, they signed Chandler Jones last year to a big deal. Right. He wasn't very good last year. Then they, and then they draft Tyree Wilson number seven overall. Right. So they they invested big, and then Chandler Jones has his issues. He ends up getting. Cut doesn't play a game this year. Tyree Wilson has been very slow to come on. He's uh he got his first sack of the season last year on a Hail Mary that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um at the you know, end of the first half. Yeah. Um he's just not he's playing 39% of the snaps you know so he's been a part-time player so max doesn't have a lot of help i think the lions or fans are going to be really impressed by this guy i think he is a an underrated player i think he's a, a if you you definitely a top 10 defensive player in the league yeah. regardless of position maybe 5 he's a complete player he he you know he, he just plays hard every play uh he played four straight games of 100% snaps <laughs> um he's a, he's an amazing player he really is and uh so he, i think you guys are going to be really impressed how this guy just just goes and goes every play um you know it was interesting i was looking this week he was taken the the lions took in the fourth round uh in 2019 what Austin Bryant is that his yeah. name yep and he was Max went 106. Tampa Bay took a defensive end right after him at 107. And then the Lions took their defense end at 115. You know, once you get to that thing, they're all interchangeable, right? So if he falls past the Raiders, he might be there for the home state team. That's. It's a good point. You're, you're yes. twisting the knife here, Bill, a little bit. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> if you look at the Raiders dra- drafting the last 20 years, they can they can do a touchdown dance once or twice, and that's one <laughs> of them. So no, yeah, we, let, we, let them enjoy that. Yeah, um, no, we, we yeah. understand that. What's that?
1: As Lions fans, we understand that.
0: True. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very similar teams. Yeah, you know. franchises for sure. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because Crosby – you know, locally getting a lot of comparisons to Aiden Hutchinson because, you know, they obviously both have that kind of relentlessness to them. They both play incredibly high snap counts. I didn't realize Max was even, even higher than, than what Aiden is getting. Um, But I I guess just to, I I guess I would just want to throw this out there. It's not, wasn't part of our rundown, but like, I think a lot of Lions fans are looking at a guy like Max Crosby and, and maybe some other guys on this, this Raiders defense and saying, are they even going to be playing on Monday night? Are they, you know, is there any chance in your opinion that, that the Raiders go a little bit fire sale here in the next five, six days here before Tuesday's uh, trade deadline?
2: You know, it's interesting. I mean, quick answer is I—I I, I don't think they're going to fire sale. I know Mark Davis told the athletic well, before the Chicago game, and that's a long time ago. You yeah. you're used to the Bears, you know, thirty to twelve. That changes a lot of things, right? But he yeah. said that you know we we, we want to buy, we want to we want to win. I know they've been looking for defensive line help. Um, you know, in the NFL, the, how they prepare for games. I mean, we're almost at the deadline. In in, in, theoretically, right? And and more in just reality. I mean, and the fact that these two teams are playing on Monday night, you know, I wrote yesterday that what do the Raiders do? They almost have to just wait and to see what happens after this game. Right. Because there's a huge difference, especially in the AFC, between being four and four and three and five. Yeah. Um, And they play the Giants. The Raiders have had an incredibly easy schedule this year, and they still can't cash in. You know, so they play the Giants next week, then they play the Jets. Both those games are at home, and then it gets really tough. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they're still, but I don't know. I mean, if you're three and five and the way you play, I don't know if you can justify buying. But then, You don't have much time to make a deal either because you're flying home and then the deadline is looming at one o'clock Pacific. So maybe they have to do some contingency deals here, some talks. I I think the one guy that we're, you know, is is Hunter Renfro. Mm, There's, you know, there have been rumors about him being traded since before March, even. And, you know, there's rumors that him and Waller were going to go. Well, Waller went and he didn't. Um, he's not playing hardly at all. It's one of the, you know, it's really bothers Raider fans. It's really kind of baffling. Um, so I'm really interested to see if we get to Monday and he's not traded. Is he a healthy scratch in that game? Right. You know, and that might be we bubble wrapped them and we're going to trade him in the morning, Yeah. you know? So I think he is the one guy to really look at, you know, Hey, anything could happen. Who knows? I'm not I never say never on this stuff, but I think he's the one guy to focus on. Okay. But it's not that big a deal because he hasn't been playing much.
0: So so my my fingers crossed that Marcus Peters just runs out of the tunnel with a Lions jersey on. That's probably not gonna happen. You know, he missed practice today with
2: an injury. Kicker oh, Daniel Carson to. missed the practice today with an injury too. Oh, and he had a pregame groin in chicago missed a, a kick and now he's not practicing and maybe just rest maybe they're waiting but that's something to watch because i mean that guy is a weapon yeah so yeah
1: pre trade deadline injuries always something to keep an eye on right. yeah uh yeah um so so bill i guess to to shift kind of back to the to the defense and and, and talk about the the raiders uh run defense um What's going on? Like, why can't they stop the run? They're they're really bad DVOA, really bad EPA. Like Max Crosby can only do so many things. Is that the issue?
2: Yeah. I mean, they they're they're not really strong on the defensive line. Um, they their linebackers are okay. Um, Max is their one blue chip guy, you know. Um below Nichols, he may remember from Chicago, he's had some moments at defensive tackle this year. It it really boils down to They're just having trouble tackling. And, you know, the the it's been interesting because the Raiders' defense has been a problem for a long time. And through seven games last year, they were giving up 24.8 points. Now they're giving up 23. So that's 1.8 improvement. But, you know, you look at the scoring around the league is down, so maybe that plays a little bit. Against the Packers, they got a game-winning interception in the end zone in the final minute because Jordan Love underthrew it. <laughs> you know, against the against the 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 Patriots, they won the game on that safety because the you know, Mac Jones just wasn't there awful in that game. I give them credit for winning the games, making the plays, but I think what happened in those two weeks is that the Brayers defense might have gotten a little too much credit mm-hmm. for overall improvement. They now they made those plays and they've been making a couple more plays than they, you know. They did last year, and weeks five and six, they got their first four interceptions of the season after not having interceptions in the first month, and then they didn't have any uh, against Tyson Badgett. Um, so that's something to watch this week. So over there's some there, there's been some perfume on this defense that may, maybe it's getting better, but overall, if you got some quality players going against them, I think those quality players prevail, and I, I think it's a talent thing. And I also think, you know, they just they're having trouble tackling. So I, I think if David Montgomery is healthy and that's it looks iffy, I think the Lions would run all over him. Um without him, I, I think Gibbs can still get some things going. Um I, I think overall this is a bad matchup for the Raiders defense. Yeah,
0: you 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 jumped right all over the point I was going to bring up, which is, it, it would be a great week to have David Montgomery. I I don't think it's going to personally happen. Yeah. Um, he was on the practice field today for the first time I think since his rib injury, but just working with trainers. So, um, but you know, Jameer Gibbs can make players miss, but I think he still has very much a lot to prove between the tackles, and so, um, yeah, very interesting matchup there. And the lines are a little beat up on the offensive line too. Um, you know, it, Frank Ragnow was out today, which. By itself like he's been nursing a toe injury for a while but now I think it's what is it, a thigh injury I think has been added to the report and uh and and Jonah Jackson the, the starting left guard still not on track to to return this week so could be you know by tie it, with the back
1: injury now by dude. tie with
0: the back injury as well and so um lines could be working with three entirely like a, a different rotation of, of three interior offensive linemen, but we'll see how the rest of the week goes. We're recording this on a on a Thursday night where we only have one practice under our belt, but something to just keep an eye on because uh it does feel like that's a we know the lines want to run the ball. We know they've been fairly successful at it with uh David Montgomery in the lineup, kind of so so with with uh Jameer Gibbs as a lead back. Mm-hmm but uh but it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um last thing I want to touch on before we get to prediction um part is is the the Raiders secondary. Um because we know their pass rush is kind of all surrounding Max Crosby. Lines have, you know, a pretty decent group of receivers, maybe not a lot of all-star guys outside of Amon-Ra. So let, let's start right there with Amon-Ra. How how do you think the the Raiders are going to defend Amon-Ra? Do you think they have the personnel to to kind of contain him?
2: Yeah, you know, Marcus Peters has been their top uh quarterback. He's been kind of hot and cold. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who was, you know, a big ball hawk early in his career. Yeah. Throw bowler. He's kind of slipped a little bit, um, but still the Raiders top guy. Um, Jacorian Bennett, a fourth round pick. Uh, he's been missed two of the last three games. He's looks like he's be on his way to playing. Um, they have a meek robinson who um is nickel. I I think uh, Nate, Nate Hobbs has missed the last four games. He may be back this week. He makes a difference as a, as a slot guy, you know, they're, they're serviceable. uh, They're, they're beatable, but they also can bite you. So I think, you know, the lions are going to have to be careful, but I think if they, you know, game plan the right way, they can, they can find some ways to make some plays. All
0: right. uh, 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 Let's get one last one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Bill, the the one last question I had is, you know, thinking about the Lions offense and, you know, Jeremy mentions I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think without David Montgomery, this Lions team has looked fundamentally quite different because they want to, you know, impose their will on the ground. If they're throwing the ball, um, I mean, what has been team's approach to kind of, uh, yeah, you can't stop Max Crosby because he's, you know, just relentless, but like Mm -hmm. what has been like their approach to trying to slow that guy down?
2: you know, there's, I forget who, was it Pittsburgh? Somebody triple teamed the guy mm-hmm. and just challenged the Raiders and the Raiders were not up for the challenge. Mm. You know, that was, I think that was, it was either the Charger or the Pittsburgh game. So, I mean, there's there's just not a lot of overall great defensive talent on this team. And and frankly, they've wasted the last couple of years of Max Crosby. This is his fifth year. He's been outstanding since his second year. And not bad as a rookie either, and they just can't get anything done, and they they just haven't been able to give him enough help. So I think teams, while I think to say, okay, Crosby's going to be a three-hour headache, but we can we can exploit other areas.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like we'll just neutralize the best part, and we'll hey, you know, Marcus Peters make a play, right? Or right. you know, whoever it is, make a play.
2: Yeah, and that's how they won those you know, those games. Is guys made plays. Um, yeah, you know in close games and that's the Raiders best chance here
0: all right let's move to the final portion of our show here and it's called the one thing we think we know where we make a prediction about the game doesn't necessarily have to be the winner of the game doesn't have to be the score just one aspect of the game that you think is going to happen for sure and because I forgot to tell Bill about this Ryan's going to go first I'm going to go second this time and then we'll let you go last Bill so Ryan what is the one thing you think you know about Lions Raiders
1: I think the one thing I think I know upon further review, the Raiders have the worst turnover differential in football. It's Mm -hmm. negative 10. Um, The lions, uh, even though, you know, uh, some, some, uh, some turnovers uh, here in the recent weeks, but they're still sitting at plus two. um, And, you know, they're, they're taking the ball away. I mean, nine takeaways this season. So I think that the lions win the turnover differential by three in this Monday night football
0: game. That's, that's bold. I kind of like but it's bold, thank you. It'd be nice to see the defense force three turnovers after what happened on on Sunday for sure. It
1: would, um, be, and it, w- it would, it would, it would, be just as nice to see the offense play clean football from start yeah, to finish.
0: True, uh, and I'll I'll go to the offense for the one thing I think I know. I did nail mine last week. By the way, I said 100 total yards for Jameer Gibbs, and it happened. Granted, all of it happened in the second half. Um, I almost want to stick there and, and go like 100 rushing yards for Jameer Gibbs, but all the Given that we don't know much about the Lions interior offensive line at this point in the week, I'm not confident enough to do that. So I'm going to go in the other direction and say a 300 yard day from Jared Goff, because I think I think the Lions are going to have a little bit more time for him to throw, even though Max Crosby said that they don't you know, he's not going to have to deal with kind of crazy blitz looks uh, that the Raiders could potentially bring. I think he's going to be a little more comfortable in the game, I think. They they might have to throw the ball a lot um, if if there is issues with the interior offensive line. So I think it's a big day from Jared Goff this week. All right, Bill, what is the one thing you think you know about Lions Raiders?
2: Maybe a little not. It's not stat based. I think the Raiders are going to face their toughest opponent of the season. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, now are the they play the Bear, They play the Bills in week two. Lost thirty eight to ten. I I think the fact that the Lions got hammered last week and they're pissed and they're coming home and they're playing on Monday night and they got the alt uniforms. I think the Raiders are going to go into a buzzsaw and I'm not saying the Raiders can't win this game, but I think the Raiders are going to have to play their best game of the season. Yeah. And this is a team that has won three games, one by one point two by four. And their last, their their closest loss was a five point game that was just Kind of garbage point in garbage saying it was never yeah. like oh my god they're gonna win this game right so I think the Raiders are gonna be extremely challenged that's what I think can they win sure but I think they think they got you know hey this is week eight and they haven't seen a team like this in six weeks that's a long time
0: yeah it's a fair point yeah um before we let you go Bill I want to give you an opportunity to promote your stuff where people can find you maybe if there's some uh, content out there on 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 black. Black and Silver Pride, I'm uh, sorry, Silver and Black Pride that Lions fans might be interested in, um, let us know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of coverage. We have a, you know, we have a stream right now that's on the page with, you know, coverage that's, you know, specific to this uh, game. Um, we have, a, tomorrow we have an Aiden O'Connell Crosby look. Yesterday we had a reporter, um mayor look. So a lot of, you know, specific to this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys having me. Well, appreciate you joining us, Bill, and appreciate
0: you all listening at home. So for Ryan, for Bill, I'm Jeremy. Thank you all for listening. It's chaos. Be kind.